What is up, guys? This is Dan with How Do You Want? Uh, I'm so glad to be back. I'm up here in my flower chair. As as always, though, with this podcast, it couldn't be done by myself. I had to bring back in my brother-in-law, Jesse. Hey, what's up, Dan? Uh, first of all, got to apologize. We don't have Chipper Jones on the show. I might should have saved that for the end, like let everyone listen. Just let them think Chipper Jones was coming on. Yeah. But I threw out a tweet, and uh, he never responded. But we did see him at the Braves game. We we did see him on a big screen. Yeah. So, technically, we saw him and didn't really get any recording, but we did see him on a screen. Right. We saw him as much as everyone who watched his acceptance speech saw him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We, we saw him as much as everyone else in the crowd saw him, but... It was worth a shot. So, listeners, if you're out there, we're we're definitely sorry. Because if anyone wants to meet Chip, wants to meet Chipper Jones, it's it's me. It's like, Dan. Yeah, I'm I'm one of the biggest Braves fans ever. So, and Chipper Jones fans, one of his biggest fans. Uh, so today we we thought we we kind of come at it a little bit different today. Jesse and I, uh, we we just had some changes. You've had some changes going on, right? Yeah, yeah, just um. A lot of changes, it feels like. So. Things will never be the same. That's old Biggie shout out, so, you know, I'll figure. Yeah, uh, well, look, well, well, we need to check in on copyright law before we start throwing <laughs> out songs. But changes, so changes are happening. Just throw parody out there real quick before, uh, so yeah. they can't see I don't us. own those rights to that, so there you go. There you go. But Yeah, because with... With the changes that are happening now, last thing you need is a lawsuit for Biggie Smalls Foundation. I can't afford a lawsuit. It, they, they would, it would not be good. No, they wouldn't get much out of me. So, <laughs> but at, like like we're talking about today, I, I think something that we when we talk about how do you want something we got to look at with adulthood that's definitely happened with you and me both is man we're we're doing some changes adult adulting. We're, I guess that's don't the be afraid word. to say it, man. We're doing some big things right now. We're doing some big things. Dan's too humble to tell you this, but he's now the CEO of a, of a nonprofit. nonprofit. Um, it's a growing nonprofit. It helps kids with going through addiction. So he's the CEO of that right now. Three dimensional life. Check us out. I can't say that. Yeah, you can. That's all and you, man. Jesse is now the boss. Uh, like he's not. <laughs> He's not as big as it goes in the company, but for his region that he's in, you're the boss man, right? Uh, yeah. So uh, my location, I'm ahead of all of sales. So man, and that's huge. Then there's a there's a location manager also who's over me, but for sales purposes, that's my department. Man, that's that's what I'm running. So. You can hire him and fire him. It will. <laughs> We'll we'll see if I'm in the man. That it's uh, kind of something like sports, where the results will come sooner or later. There you go. That's true. So why don't you just kind of talk about today? I mean, just what those changes look like. How have you been dealing with those changes? Like, I think for any of our listeners out there, everyone kind of goes through those phases. You're in your early tw- mid to early twenties. You're in the what twenty five and under club? Is that what they yeah, call it? Yeah, I'm twenty five. So. Twenty five. So you're moving into that age of of you're preparing for marriage next year. Already a big deal coming up with that. So why don't you just tell us how everything's going with all that? Yeah. So this is um I just moved into an apartment complex by myself. So it's the first time I've ever really lived alone. Mm-hmm. In in college I paid rent, but I had 
eight roommates to subsidize that rent. So, you know, my... Frat house? No, not a frat ah, house. Come it, on. it wasn't a frat house. It felt like one, but it wasn't. So, I'll <laughs> know um, just eight dumb guys who decided it would be great to live with each other under the same roof in a five-bedroom house. Smart. Yeah. So, um, so now I'm living by myself. Uh, some of the changes that are happening, obviously moving into a leadership role within my company, Unifirst, and then just figuring out how to how to plan your money, right? Like, oh, it sucks. Like, well, before when I lived with my dad while I was working, it's like I have all the money in the world. <laughs> I'm the richest man in Claxton. And I can do whatever I want with the money. So, but now it's like. I make a good living in Warner Robins, and I have to pay bills. Welcome to adulthood, right? Yeah, yeah. So, and I'm not even really in it yet. Like, I, I, I'm where Peter Pan was as he was leaving Rufio the keys to the, to the <laughs> Lost Boys Fort. That's where I am. Rufio, yeah, best movie ever made is Hook. So, me and Solid. Dan are both big Robin Williams fans. We love Solid the movie choice. Hooks. Solid um, R.I.P. Robin. That's right. R.I.P. So, but, yeah, man, it, it's crazy. Getting ready for marriage is it's insane. It's a step up. Yeah, I've been, like, just thinking, like, I only see Jen twice a month now. And then seeing her every day for the rest of my life. How big of an adjustment that's going to be. So, like, even though... I don't know how big of an adjustment it can be, and I can't scale it in my mind. Like, that, the little bit I can scale is already freaking me out. Yeah. It's like, oh. There was a really great movie, probably one of the greatest ever made I saw growing up, that said this quote. I think it was from Rob Schneider's movie, The Hot Chick, one of the best movies you know ever made. And they it said, it's not about who you want to see on Fridays, who you want to go, or it's not about who you want to see on just Friday night but who you want to go shopping with all day on Saturday and then have to go home with them afterwards. Was that That's, Hot Chicks? I thought that was Toy Story 2. Maybe it was... <laughs> it might have been Transformers 7 since yeah. it's out in Japan now. Oh, so. I hate yeah. the Transformer movies. Uh, the first one was amazing. Transform- worst... I'm just throw this out there. Worst franchise dealing with robots from a different planet ever to hit the big screens. Mm. It's a bold statement, but I'm going to make it. Do you think it could have gotten better under a different director? Michael Bay, all well and good. Dude knows knows his explosions. So, I... To to accept the reality of a movie, right? You you have to accept the totality of that reality. And I can never accept that the totality of the reality of... One, aliens. Two, they're living metal. Three, and the probably the biggest reason, when they're fighting, it's just huge chunks of metal flying at each other. You can't see any. You can't see the difference between Decepticons and Autobots. Autobots. Come on. Yeah, the, the German road. You can't tell the difference between the bad guys <laughs> and the German road that goes really that you can go really fast on. German road. So, and then in the last one I saw, I don't know if it's last one now or not. They have freaking dinosaurs. Yeah, man, the Dinobots, and and that's one of those. Why are all the legendary Transformers from a different world on Earth? Why? How did everyone get on Earth? I don't get it. 
they just wanted to come here, you know. But here, here's the thing I think with some of those. We'll get back to what you're talking about with your changes going on because we have to finish this part. But what I have figured out and where Hollywood is making a killing is on my generation, which I'm I'm 32, good Lord. That we, Does your members-only jacket still fit? No, it doesn't fit anymore. <laughs> I'm way overweight for my members-only jacket now. But what I have figured out is Hollywood is living and making billions off of my generation's nostalgia factor. Because oh, yeah. ultimately it comes down to, let's, let's be real, Transformers, not that good a series, but growing up with the cartoon, amazing. Marvel Comics, fortunately they're making a killing, but it's also playing into my generation's love for the comics and the cartoons that came out, the video games people used to play in arcades, like... They're living it up on us. I, I, I think you make a good point with nostalgia, but to be fair, Marvel has gotten a lot of new fans who didn't read the comic books. True that. True they, that. They've done a good job with that. I, I'm at the point now where I wish it would just end. It's like, okay, uh, I'm exhausted keeping up with the story. Well, and then it'll just, if it ends now, in 10 years, they'll just remake all the ones they've already made with the uh, newer technology. Of course. It'll be Once Avatar 4 comes out, you know, they'll be pushing it up with all kinds of stuff. Right. So. But no, nostalgia, man, there's something, there's there's something, something that there. pulls us back to Childhood. the past because we romanticize it. We, we think, oh man, th- you know, it was so much better back then when really, it, like... I grew up on like Rugrats, Hey Arnold, perfect stuff like that. Perfect you ever go back and watch it and just be like, man, these are, these cartoons suck. True to an extent, I do. I I got lucky on my Nickelodeon shows. Now I was a little bit older when those came out. Still really good. Hey Arnold was one of my favorites, of course. Have you watched it recently? Yes, and you're right. It's not as good. It's like, why did I like it? But I loved it back in the day. But I did I did go back. Team Nick comes on. Of course, my parents have it. At, I don't have live TV. so. But they had like all that, Are You Afraid of the Dark, uh, Hey Dude, all these old shows that were on when I was a real little kid. But it's crazy. Like We string that nostalgia, that, that love for that show, at least I do, that love for that show to a memory. You know, like, I remember something great, like, really cool happened, hanging out in my grandma's house or eating her amazing fried chicken and, like, watching, you know, Hey Dude or Ren and Stimpy, for that matter. Uh, but, yeah, you're, I think you're right. I mean, every once in a while I go back and I'll watch all that, and it's still kind of funny. I think, wow, Kenan Thompson's come a long way. He went from doing kids Saturday Night Live to adult Saturday Night Live. <laughs> exactly. So he's just kind of He kind of just transitioned, like... Like a natural transition to where he is now. Like, that's what you're supposed to do in the job field, you know? <laughs> just stay at the same place forever? <laughs> yeah, but just move from the kiddie table to the adult table, right? I mean, that's what we all do. Want yeah. to do, at least. Yes. Um, no, he um, yeah, he went from a show that was hit or miss funny to a show that's hit or miss funny that yeah. now talks about politics. So. Yeah, that's all it is. So... You know, anyway, so changes in my life. <laughs> changes in your life. So, let's see. Moved into an apartment, um, taking on more responsibility within the company, getting married soon, started a podcast. So, you know, crazy, crazy adulthood stood. Yeah, it just took us four weeks to put out the second one. <laughs> so, um, no, man, it's, uh, it's definitely crazy. It's definitely like every now and then, like, when it's six o'clock at night and I'm like, oh, I should probably go home now. 
it's like, all right, well, this is my life now. <laughs> so, but I, I love my job. You love your job. So those those nights don't really bother me that bad. What What's been the hardest thing other than, let's say, other than the money or uh, obviously now you get the bigger stuff. What's been like the small things that you've noticed in this transition time, like that you've had to start doing or maybe that you didn't use you to? You have to buy trash bags. <laughs> <laughs> Like, they don't just magically appear at your house. <laughs> you have to buy them. <laughs> First thing I also noticed, there are always dishes in the sink. Every all, time. All the time. It doesn't, doesn't, it's the exact whoa. same thing as the trash bags. They don't just magically <laughs> disappear now. For for me right now, it's just one plate, one fork, and a frying pan. So, that, that's all it is right now. So, I, I can wash that quickly and get it over with just eating cereal out of a frying pan because it's kind of a bowl shape that's right that's exactly right so it still has some of the chicken taste on from last night so it's it's right there in the you know it's right what you want there you go that makes sense well i'll uh i'll i'll hit briefly on kind of what's going on with me but i think those are great answers i'm real proud of you man and what all's going on thanks Um, man i also think they're great answers that's why i gave them (laughs) from the greatness of Jesse. I'm the most humble guy in the room and I'll be the first to tell you. Pretty much you are the most humble guy in the room unless my wife's in here somewhere who's a humble who says she's the most humble woman she's ever (laughs) that I've ever met so uh yeah I mean I've had a lot of changes going on I've uh I went from you know I I, if you don't know my history uh, most of y'all don't because I haven't really explained it but I am a former addict I've been sober almost six years and I now work for a teen rehab uh facility we 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 work with guys ages 14 to 19 and we're long term which is awesome because i went through a long-term treatment as well and this in the last like two weeks i went from having a boss that uh, i've known for a good while to him resigning and pursuing uh, other side projects and the board coming to me and one of my other co-workers and saying that we're in charge now that we're the people leading the program and Kind of got made like a, they call me now director of operations is what they have made my official title. So I went from program director to director of operations, all things. Director of program, they just switched the words. Yeah, they just, they moved some words. And so. So for the people who don't know your story, when did you get sober? uh, Let's see, I'm 32 now, so 26, right in there, 25, 26. Uh, I was a former heroin addict. I was homeless even for a little while and living out of my car. It was it was pretty bad. I got introduced into the opiate epidemic uh, right around 21 and knew pretty quickly at that time of my life that I was ready to rock and roll with it. I didn't really care about anybody else. I didn't really want to care about anybody else. And So even though you're a little bit older than me, you're, you're going through a growing up process too right now. Huge growing up Which, process. I mean, it's, it's been going on for six years now, but it's... Basically, it's, when most people, when I started to get sober, that's when most people have already got their life kind of together. They've already got them figured out what they're going to do. Almost, not everybody. But uh, that's a lie, man. People, it's a lie. I get people, it. People like to give off that facade, like, oh, I got that, my life together. But staring down the barrel of another 60 years is terrifying. Yeah. So instead of starting kind of my adulthood at 18, I kind of waited and, and pushed and fought to keep my childhood until I was like 25, 26. Uh, so these, and I didn't even most, you know, I walked into my program not even knowing how to wash my own clothes. 
you know, I, and especially for some time, I kind of lived off the same clothes that I'd had for a while. So, um, you know, so I, I got put in this position. I mean, I'm in seminary now and working on that kind of stuff, uh, which is awesome. My wife just graduated uh, college and, uh, you know, to add in with all these changes happening at work, uh, obviously I'm doing more, I have more responsibilities there with these guys who are just amazing brave dudes. I mean, if you told me at 18 I had to go to rehab, I probably would have laughed and stormed out, but we got guys that are working through it really hard. But to add into all those responsibilities, we found out about two weeks ago that my wife's pregnant, your sister. That's awesome, um, man. Congratulations. Which is amazing, and Jesse was like the very first person we told, so he just happened to be here at the house when we found out. We, we've been trying for about two years, and it's exciting it's nerve-wracking because i kind of feel like i think at this point like i know a baby's coming but i don't really know what to do with my hands you know <laughs> i feel like i should be doing more but uh it's hard to really tell like what i'm supposed to be doing is that your favorite will ferrell movie uh man Step Brothers is so good though Step Brothers is good it's so quotable for will ferrell uh, but I'm a bigger for Will Ferrell to kick into my nostalgia. His Saturday Night Lives were the best thing he's ever done. Wow. Yeah. Will Ferrell, best SNL character. Uh, Eddie Murphy is up there with him, uh, for me at least. And uh, so that, that's really Will Ferrell's, that's his, that's his ballgame. He knows what to do with that. Another overlooked one from Will Ferrell, semi-pro. Semi-Pro is phenomenal. Semi-Pro is amazing. I love Semi-Pro, which is kind of a grown-up story in its own right. Yeah, growing up. He, Andre <laughs> 3000, he learned how to grow up in that, too. That's right. And um, trading, what's his name, away for a washing machine. That's was so, so funny. Monix. Getting Monix. That's so, right. You know, I think for me, the changes... Uh, have tough have been tough at times. I think I really kind of took some good advice from my dad uh, in my in my transition. He told me whenever Kylie and I got married, he said when you first get married, don't try to have everything that your parents have right now, right off the bat. Because I think so. Don't try to go to the diner every Saturday. Right. Don't go out to eat every. Don't go out to eat a good bit. You know, when we first got married, like, I wanted to have cable, and I wanted to have these this nice internet package with all of it. And yeah, I lived with y'all when y'all first got yeah. married. It, it was awesome. It because, was awesome. <laughs> because, one, I wasn't paying rent, because I wasn't <laughs> an adult yet, and I, I think I gave you a little money at the end of it. You did. But, you oh, did. But, no, it was, like, you had probably, probably the best direct TV package they had. The best one they had, it was Comcast, but close. We also were like paying for people to cut our yard, uh, and I was making less money than I am now. <laughs> you know, like, and I, I have—I'm not making a ton, you know, but we—we we were making less then and trying to live on a higher <laughs> status that we really—we were living outside of our means. You know, uh, and and uh, of course we were in South Georgia then, but you know, I, I've kind of had to learn like. If I don't have to spend it, I won't. But, you know, I do love my my coffee. Man, so I'm pretty... I go back and forth between times where I'm frugal. Like, like, oh, yeah. Like, I'm not spending anything to 
No, I'm going to buy that. I want it. I got the money. I'm the only one I'm responsible for right now. I'm going to buy it. Yeah. I And I go through weeks of that. Like, I went through, we went through weeks of saving and saving, and then I went through two weeks of buying Atlanta United tickets and then Braves <laughs> tickets the next week to, like, go do stuff. And we went to a comedy club in Atlanta. Um, and, you know, we were. I was like, man, I just want to go do stuff. And then I get done doing all that, and I'm like, wow, I have to pay a mortgage that's really expensive. And so I, I, for me, those changes have definitely come, and I've kind of been able to really combat them with my wife pretty decently, I feel like. Uh, but it hadn't always been easy. And um, that, so, uh, That's going to be a rough change for me and Jim when we get married. So oh, yeah. For a while, I lived with my parents. She still lives with her mom. So it's... Uh, Figuring out how to live below your means. Yeah. Because you don't want to live right at it. Because you know, well, you want to save something. Well, if something crazy happens, like you have a baby. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or your car breaks down, which yeah. ours seems to do that all the time. You know. Yeah. Yeah, it does. I hate that car. <laughs> that that car caused me the worst time of my life. So. <laughs> so crazy story, you know. So. It was after I proposed to Jen, uh, she hurt herself because she fell for me so hard. Ah, uh, uh, cheesy. And, and she fell on cobblestone uh, rocks and passed out. So, but both reasons. And, what a proposal. Yeah. No, it happened before the proposal. She's trying to get out of it. Oh. Yeah. Oh. You do the old, hey, Jen, does this ring smell like chloroform? And it was actually chloroform, and she passed out? No, no one falls for that anymore, so oh, you got to okay. get more creative. Smart, if you do smart. That. Um, so I drove Jen all the way home, and Kylie was generous enough to come all the way to Valdosta to get me and drive me back up to my car. So it's around probably 9.30 at night by the time we hit Macon. Oh, no, it was, yeah, it was a little bit late for sure. And then uh, someone... It felt like a movie. Someone, we see a car wrecked on the side. All of a sudden, a mattress flies out of the back of a U-Haul and hits us. We It destroys Kylie's car. We we can't move to the side of the road. The light's shutting off. So we, I'm like, Kylie, we got to get out of the car. Someone's going to hit us. So luckily, no one hit the car. But the guy in the freaking U-Haul, he came up and said, don't worry, I already checked on them. You didn't hurt them like it was our fault. And then he left before we could get his tag number. What a D-bag. Yeah, and then and then we went to um, we went to the Waffle House. And the people at the Waffle House were sleeping. <laughs> and um, don't fire them if you're listening to Waffle House. I'm not going to tell you which Waffle House it was, but it was near Macon. Oh, you did say Macon. <laughs> And Dan, he got there around one thirty-two. Mind you, I had to go from yeah. North Georgia, Northeast Georgia. I got the call about 11, 30, 12 at night to pick up and drive all the way to Macon, which is like central Georgia, uh, about two, two and a half town? hours. Yeah. And pick them up at a Waffle House and stay at a, we stayed at a pretty rinky-dink hotel. It wasn't bad, though. They were under construction. Rinky-dink? It was like $250. No. Yes, it was. It was an expensive hotel. Uh, he, he knew he had us. Yeah, he, he got you. Anytime you walk in at 2.30 in the morning. He's he's up his price by then. Yeah, so. Yeah. Welcome to a But, double snowflakes, so. 
Yeah. Nothing better in a hotel than AC. Yeah. And you just crank it down as long as you go. You're like, I'm going to show you. I don't even care about this power bill. That's right. Can and I get it down to t- 40? Yeah. Well, the lowest I go is, um, I mean, as low as I can go. I'll wake up cold. I don't care. Yeah. I'll, uh, I'll wrap, I'll double wrap up in blankets in a heartbeat. That's right. So you can leave the TV on. No yeah. one cares. It's awesome. Drink all the free coffee. Walk out with the soaps they give you. They never give me, whenever I'm at hotels, they never put enough free coffee. No, it's only one. Yeah, it's, you it's gotta like, ask. You gotta ask. Hey, people. I snuck in five people to this room. Can we get five coffees? <laughs> you gotta, you gotta ask them, hey, can I get some more coffee? There wasn't any in there. So, you gotta walk out of there knowing like, hey, I'm gonna get all I can out of this. I mean, if I'm going all the way down there, I might as well get the free coffee at the Continental Breakfast. Yeah, get that too. Add on to it. Of course. So, you know, I think when it comes to adulthood, it's very obvious that... uh, We have it figured out. Me and Jesse have no clue what we're doing. In fact, Uh, we're going bowling tonight. Yeah, that's the most adult thing you can do. That's the most adult thing we can do is just go bowling and pretend like we're not adults. Yeah, we'll just (laughs) pretend like we're not adults for a little bit. Probably play laser tag and a little bit arcade. Uh, You know, just to go do it and get out of the house. Because yeah. my dogs are crazy. And, and because I haven't seen another human outside of the people I work with in three <laughs> weeks. And, and I think that's part of it, too. Like, I, I think with us, something I, I'm learning, and I think what I'm kind of hearing from you, too, at least in that, like, you got to make time to yourself to go do some stuff like that. Like, we, we but like, today, today's an off day for me. And I've kind of been working for at least a couple of hours just trying to get stuff ready for this transition and the things we're going through and you know I you got to make time to just kind of be it I'm a big kid at heart and that's why I work with teenagers you know and just be a kid again like we're gonna go bowling I'm probably gonna hurt my back trying to be a kid you know and uh, now are you gonna do that in laser tag or in bowling uh, the hope is both okay you know double so down I, on it yeah so that that way if I walk out and it's hurting in bowling, I'll act like it's not hurting. Yep. Then hurt it in laser tag so it sounds cooler. Of course. Like then saying you so hurt bowling. We were about to lose. I flipped over a laser. It didn't hit me. I landed on my back. It hurt. I shot the yeah. guy. I won. I Chuck Norris roundhouse kicked somebody and shot them while they were on the ground. And That's... then they promptly asked us to leave and now we're not allowed back <laughs> we're to that bowling. We're allowed now. back. So you know, I, obviously, I think whenever our our listeners, for those of you who are listening, uh, the millions, the millions listening live, and the hundreds of millions listening at their home, yeah, and one hundred and sixty three countries probably. Easy. I mean, how, how many countries? How many countries speak English? Oh, they probably have a translate. We'll we'll get it translated. Easy. Okay. Yeah, that's no problem. We you have figure that, that out. We have that technology. Thanks, Google. Uh, we'll take you as a sponsor too, Google, if you sure, want to hop on there. So. Wendy never came through. Freaking I hate her. Wendy. So it's very obvious. We don't have it figured out. I know for me too, one last example I was thinking, I'm sitting here, we're sitting here in this room and there's a toilet <clears throat> in our little half bathroom. We bought this new house in like March. <laughs> the first two weeks, all the pipes didn't work and water was flushing back into our house. Uh, so that's fun. That's that's you got family all coming up to see the house and the toilets do not work and they're all backing up with poopy water, so that's fun. 
My favorite part is that you didn't tell us until we were on our way up here that no, no, no. <laughs> well, work. we knew Kylie wanted to stop y'all, but I knew in my head, hey, if I'm gonna suffer, everyone should suffer. Let's make the in laws suffer with me. <laughs> and you we know? had to go. We had to take turns going, taking trips to Walmart to go to the restroom. But that's true family, and I think that is a key to adulthood. Family matters. Walmart trips. Well, duh. Walmart trips always matter. <laughs> Everyone goes to Walmart. I don't care how much you hate Walmart and how, or how better Amazon might be or not be. Everyone goes to Walmart in some way, shape, or form. And But family comes definitely into play for my adulthood. I mean, it definitely has so far. Without my family, I'd be screwed. Not even just the wife, but my, my parents, your parents, grandparents have all kind of made it where I could actually make it through my, my get into my 30s without... Too many hiccups, I guess. Yeah, man, we could spend another 30 minutes talking about family and the role they had in our lives. Um, but I want to get better at Walmart. It's awesome. <laughs> do, do you think that uh, Walmart's doing like a two-day delivery thing now without a membership fee? Yeah. That uh, But I think it's, it's too late to get into the game. They, for me... Because when I think of online ordering, I don't think of Walmart. Yeah. The only thing that I like different about Walmart, and it may not even be that different, but you can do that same-day pickup. Like, if I actually wanted to, I could order something. If I wanted to get a TV, it would be sitting at Walmart in my local town, possibly even that same day. Um, you know, Amazon may have that feature. I'm not sure. I hadn't used it yet. I don't know. We don't have Amazon stores down here in Georgia, so we're hoping for the second headquarters to be in Atlanta. So, uh, you know, but... it. That the no membership's huge. I think it that's is. big. Now, if they came out, if they started coming out with their own like video contents too, like yeah. if if Walmart did something like Vikings, that would be that would be awesome. That's what I want. What would be the pro? What, which one? What should they do? What would be a good? What would be a good genre? The Crusades. <laughs> <laughs> Not. I don't know. That that gets into too many geo. Geopolitics. Walmart yeah. doesn't want to be geopolitical. So. Wow, I don't even know. That's a tough one. What could, uh, listeners, if you got any ideas, throw us some in. If Walmart decided to go the way of Amazon and do their own studio, Walmart Studios, what would be their best bet of a show? Oh, right? we just talking about, I thought we were trying to figure out like what their Vikings would be. Yeah, well, uh, that'd be. Or are we just going best bet of the show? Yeah, either one. But All I would right, say what's, yeah, Walmart. But, don't steal this idea without giving us credit first. That's right. Uh, how do we do? How do we do? How do you do? Credit us. T T M T M. We all right. So we trademark two things now. We trademarked the spinning wheel app for food that probably exists, but we trademarked it. We yelled it out. <laughs> And now we also trademark Walmart Studios. So both Walmart Studios, we got you. We, we got it. So y'all can make it. We just got to get paid off of it. We just want to, we want a little, you know, on the top. You know, right. Skimming off the top. Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking if Walmart does a show, if Walmart has to do a studio show, I'm thinking they go in the direction, at least to start, how it all, how Walmart, the, the brand got started. Where it all began, I've always wanted to know. That. I don't know about you. Maybe that's just me. Well, I worked at Walmart for three months. Did they originally sell walls? Uh, no, no, they just had walls around their mark. Mm. So it wasn't an open mark; it was walled off. 
That makes sense. No, nah, his, his name was Sam Wallace or something like that. <coughs> it's the Wall family. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't listen to my orientation. <laughs> but it wasn't that interesting. Basically, it started out like at a, as a general store. Like a small town general store. And just boom, 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 boom. Do you think then that the people of Walmart photos would be good characters to cast in a Walmart horror film? Horror? Horror film. Oh, uh, yeah. That would be awesome. Yeah, I would no, watch, I would that, watch that. I If they, instead of horror film, if they shot kind of like a spaghetti western. <laughs> people of Walmart spaghetti western, I'm all for it. All for it. Yep. So The zombie apocalypse happens, and people get trapped inside Walmart with the people of Walmart. Which, which place is safer to be in? With the zombies or with the people of Walmart? Zombies. All day. sure. All day. Right? The, I mean... I'll take my chances. Yeah. Got to. You You got to be in Walmart for a second, though, because they sell guns and fishing poles and stuff you need to survive of. Get them all. And then run as fast as you can. <laughs> the, the people who are too heavy to walk around Walmart and are on the scooters. Now, once the scooters die, you think they just die right there? In the horror film, because I imagine they just keep ro- roaming around Walmart, yeah, nonstop. I, like so, once they die, the scooter dies. Do they just fall over dead, or do you think they just stuck there for a while till they die? Well, I would assume they're people bigger than me because I'm a fairly big guy already. Yeah, no, you've seen the scooter people. You, I've seen the like, scooter people. All right, ma'am, you don't need a scooter. You're just six hundred pounds. It, I would definitely. Why is there a TV crew following you? If if the zombies make it in, they're done. Right easy. They, I mean, they're they're the first choice, right? Yeah, they're the easy target. You eat off them for weeks. Yeah. So you know, now that I'm thinking, I'm sorry. Now that I'm thinking about this, zombies are wasteful. You never see them finish a meal. No, they always leave plenty on there. They take like one bite of the neck, and they're like, "Okay, good. I'm I'm done." Yeah. And like. We're supposed to believe they're so hungry for brains and guts and human flesh, but they only take one bite. Yeah. It's like, really, they just want more zombie friends. Yeah. If you even look at The Walking Dead, they're just pulling the stuff out. They're not even really eating it. They're eating some, but then they kind of just like, man, this isn't fun anymore. You I'm know? sick of The Walking Dead. Yeah. How many times can you go to the supply closet and, oh, no, there's zombies there. You didn't see that coming? You're on the show The Walking Dead. Yeah. So, you know there's a zombie everywhere you turn. That's right. So, Glenn got but out I don't, easy. Mind you, I don't hate The Walking Dead. I do. So, I'm all for it. Uh, I hate Rick's leaving this season. What's his name in real life? Andrew Lincoln, I believe. Andrew Lincoln. See if we get Andrew Lincoln on the podcast next time. 